Welcome to Hockey Night in the Jungle, where a couple of has-beens, uh, I don't remember the rest, but here we are for another one. Um, talk about the NHL and the minor league hockey and all that nonsense. Uh, I'm butchering this. What's, what's, <laughs> yeah. what, what's next? We're brought to you by... Um, some, some fetish website or we're, Instagram. Yeah, some fetish Instagram. Yeah, we're brought to you by Sauce Hockey, where we get some clothes and memes. And uh, brought, to you, brought to you by Feet of Westchester, which I'm just reinstating it. Uh, we have a special guest on. Uh, can you just introduce yourself for the crowd? There's a crowd. Uh, yeah, well, I'm there's there. There's a I'm, group I'm, of, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's a group uh, of people sitting is... behind me. Right. <laughs> I gotcha. That's <laughs> how he sleeps. My mom listens. That's cool. I support her. I, I listen, so first time listener. All right. I mean, never mind. <laughs> Boy, I have dollar long already. Right out of the fucking gate. Anyways, uh, my name's Todd. I'm a wild fan, and I'm I'm here to talk about the wild and make fun of the Rangers because fuck the Rangers. You don't even need a reason. Me and uh, <laughs> right. me and my cousin here are from Philadelphia. He's not a Flyers fan uh, per se, but we well, all have, you can't even say per se. I'm just not. We all have a. <laughs> well, you, you are secretly. It's my yeah, theory. Yeah. Uh-huh. We all have a general disdain for the uh, the Rangers and everything they yeah. stand for. And uh, Josh, I don't even know what team you're a fan of. I think it's the you're like the Kraken, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can say I guess I'm a Kraken fan. Fucking losers. Yeah, um, Kraken. I hate the Kraken. But yeah, we wanted to bring in a little bit of a Western. Is is that even considered Western? I know they're in the Western Conference, but Minnesota's kind of like. Midwestern, Midwest, buddy. Yeah, we yeah. wanted to bring in a Midwestern vibe. But he's Minnesota's all... in the wind in the Midwest. You betcha. Oh yeah, that's my deal, Wade. <laughs> oh sure. Where'd the where'd the Irish guy come from? That's uh, <laughs> yeah. have you ever have you ever talked to somebody from Minnesota, North Dakota? Yes. Oh sure. Let me get that true coat for you. Yeah. Oh, don't you know? You ever oh, seen yeah. Fargo? Yeah. That is exactly that is exactly how they fucking talk. It is. Go for go to a golfers like. game. Um, <laughs> but we wanted to this week recap some of the playoff events going on. Um, as as I'm sure you've seen, it's the first round of the playoffs. We got four massive series, and honestly, no one really running away with any of them. To my in my opinion. Based yeah. on based on just looking Carolina. at the box scores. Yeah, I mean Carolina is looking pretty good. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, they're looking strong. Bruins are up there's some commanding leads, I'll say, but every team's Carolina least, doesn't even have their top line. Every team's won a game is my point. You know, I, there's no sweeps coming out of the first round. I think there's gonna be some gentlemen sweeps though, for sure. Um Boston ends it next game. Carolina next game. I think the Jets are going to come back against Vegas. They're just such a physical team. Um, Jets look really good. Hellebuck hasn't been, hasn't been playing well, but uh, other than that, um, but yeah, we will get into that eventually. Uh, we're going to get into Todd's wild fandom, trying to learn a little bit more about about why that happened. Um, <laughs> after you know the North Stars relocate to uh, Dallas, where there are no stars. <clears throat> Um, 
Texas, sir. There's what? There's a lot of stars in Texas, especially oh, like yeah. like Billy Ray Cyrus, like the Flash. Well, the, the... Yeah. <laughs> according to Pee like Wee like Herman, the stars at night are big and bright. That's what I heard. So was uh, <laughs> I know Paris, Texas, is a town that's in um Texas. I guess there's that... Buffalo, Texas. Yeah. Well, yeah. Guys can't even think. When are you just going to secede from the United States? Can't do it soon enough. You really want that? I do. Why? Okay, here's my next question. <laughs> if if you want them to secede, will you still be living there, or are you anticipating being somewhere else? I, I probably will be here. Okay, so you support the secession. I mean, they have the right to secede, so... I don't think anybody has a right to secede. I think that's just like something that treason can do. Yeah, I think it's treason. They are allowed to secede. Research it. I'm gonna get. Yeah, I'm gonna find. Google it. Google it to to do that one. Google it. Google it. Do do your sciences yourself. So, if Texas secedes, how quickly does Mexico invade? Mexico has <laughs> been invading for years. Yeah, I was like, they I don't just, think okay. I don't they're think they're trying to get out of there, dude. Yeah, I don't think they've ever stopped invading. Um, so here's a question: If Texas secedes to Mexico, do people start jumping over the border of like Arizona? I bet you we get another hockey team if they do, though. You think so? <laughs> Mexico <laughs> City, Mexico City, baby. <laughs> I, <laughs> I used to play oh. the old Madden games, and you got like a bonus if you relocated your team to Mexico City because they had like a billion people living there. Yeah. Same time zone and grows the game and all that. Does it really grow the game? No. Um, yeah, it probably would help grow the so game. You think, you think if the NHL expanded to Mexico City, you get like a huge influx of Mexican-born hockey players? No. Um, actually, yeah, Mexico has recently purchased a lot of uh, compressors to help make ice, believe it or not. Um, for ice rinks. But, oh, I was gonna say, I feel like that's just for I drinking water. I fucking believe you. They are There's no chance in hell. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're trying to grow the game of hockey in Mexico. Believe it or not, they're getting secondhand ones from like old rinks in Canada and stuff. That is classic, Gary Bettman. Hockey won't work in Arizona, so let's expand it down to to Juarez. It seems to be working in Arizona. Austin Matthews. Oh, shut your the, face with that nonsense. The the Tijuana Titans. Yeah, <laughs> TJ Tights, baby. But um. <laughs> Wow, I don't want to get too political here, so let's just go back. Let's go back to the to the hockey. That's um, what I'm trying to do. <laughs> well, first and foremost, uh, I want to thank our special guest for jumping on to talk about some Minnesota. Maybe get a little insight on the old uh, Stars and Wild series going on right now. Wild, Wild currently currently upsetting the Stars in the series two to one, but down one nothing as we talk at the end of the second period. Uh, I know my cousin here had some questions, so why don't you just start firing? Okay, so first things first is what were your expectations for this season coming in? I know that financially, right, there's some there there's a bit of a situation where at least yeah. when I look at the numbers, there's there's not that much liquidity, like they don't have that much money to spend on players, right? Which is going to kind of limit you at, at the deadline in particular and some other places. So knowing, right. knowing the suitor and Parisi 
like handcuffs. What were what were your expectations coming into the season? Honestly, I didn't have high expectations. Like I was surprised to see them fighting for the top of the Western uh, Conference there at you know towards the end. But um, I, I mean, I figured Kaprizov would do great, and you know, I figured that they'd get it figured out. Um, I didn't expect Kaprizov to do as poorly as he's done in the playoffs this year. Like I think he's only got one goal in the three games. Um, I, but I, I know he he was. Go ahead. I just don't think he really understands playoff hockey in in, in the NHL yet. No. Um, but uh, I mean, maybe in the next couple of years, if if the Wild make it back, um, I'm I'm sure you'll see uh improvement in that. That's is, he dr- is he a drifter oh, right now? Sure. I think he's just trying to find his feet because it's a different game than the regular season in the playoffs. Um, what do you like? Thought, wouldn't, wouldn't he want to check b- below his ankles or something? I think it, like there'd be like. I think what Josh is saying Nothing. is spot on. You can give me anything on that one. That's no, gonna be a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, Minnesota. I think if Minnesota like, and this is kind of why I asked the question, right? Because it didn't seem like they had an identity at the deadline. Um, usually you're like in the position that they have. I mean, you have a, a, like a budding superstar in Kaprizov. Um, Philip Gustafson is clearly taking over the net. Um, but yet you guys were possibly selling Matt Dumba. You know what I mean? And like when you're looking at pieces that would normally like, like if you're a playoff team and other playoff teams are looking to acquire your player, what does that tell you where you're at as a franchise? You know what I mean? I, I think I think it says more that they were trying to shop him because Dumba Dumba like I'm not I'm not the guy that like yells and screams at and there's a star scoring again. Um, I'm not, I'm not the guy that yells and screams at what the coach needs to do and what you know the, this player is doing this wrong and that player i mean I, i'm a fan i watch but dumba like if there has ever been an averman in minnesota it's matt dumba like i i've watched him watch or just watch so many players go past him and score he, like he doesn't try to do it like the the hit on uh i can't remember who it was the other night when they had to review it to see if it was illegal or not. Like, I thought it was suspect to begin with because he's not a physical defenseman at, at all. Like, Matt Dumba is a piece of paper on the ice, and he needs to leave Minnesota. I I, I totally see what you're saying. Um, I think the, the, the interest from elsewhere around the league was kind of like this, this offensive prowess because – you would know better than me, but he does score a decent amount of goals from the blue line. I think that's probably what people were trying to see because the defensive side of things, sure. I didn't, I don't really see there either. So I guess if, if he's trying to move out and they're just shopping him, that's one thing. But I mean, like Tyler Bertuzzi didn't go for that that much, and Jacob Chikrin was on the market for a very mm-hmm. favorable contract. So like there were there were there were definitely deals that they could have been made now uh, mm-hmm. going back to the original comment or the original question i don't know how much 
money the wild have to play with really so what what do you do moving forward because you can't it doesn't seem like that outside of like a guy coming in like Kaprasov and just wowing you to the point where you're like here's all the money lead us into the future but like if you don't have money to get to give him help he can only do so much because like we're watching in the playoffs it's tough it's it's a grind it's you need a whole team right that's our show thanks everybody for listening (laughs) no i just that's i mean it's a good guy i haven't really thought about past this season yet there like i mean i I haven't i haven't thought past game four of the playoffs yet because i mean i'm just watching you know i hope they make it out of this round but i don't expect them to i mean it's just minnesota what in 20 years they've made it past the first round twice so let me let me put it oh, this, this for you. hold on here. this team is a lot better so you have less than a million dollars left in cap space for this season mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you have gustav nyquist who needs to get re-signed i'm guessing um you have oscar sunquist or yeah oscar sunquist he's re- he's expiring reeves is expiring he's probably retiring really you have Mark. Yeah. oh yeah yeah you have Marcus Johansson expiring. You have Sam Steele, who's going to be an RFA. You have Brent. Sam Steele. Yeah, sounds like yeah. a porn star. That's a real guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's yeah. twenty-five. Uh, yeah, yeah something like you that. Have Brandon Duhame, um, RFA, and Mason Shaw, RFA. Not but... that's only in your forwards, and then and then you got Matt Dumba <clears> expiring, <throat> John Klingberg expiring, and then you have. Kalen Addison, who's an RFA after this year. And then wow. you have Hunter Jones as a goalie RFA and Philip Gustafson RFA as your goaltenders. So you have quite a bit to find in players, essentially, is what I think. And I don't think you have much money to do it. So <laughs> how was how uh Jared yeah. Spurgeon? That's oh, my that was going to be my exact question. Is uh, does is he a potential buyout candidate down the line? Or does he pull his weight? Like, uh, do you think he can pull his weight through the through the remainder of that deal? I mean, you also just resigned Matthew Boldy to seven million dollars as well. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So I mean you guys are running out of money. I'm, right. So, yeah, and I mean I'm I'm happy. I'm glad I'm glad that they, you know, re-signed Boldy, but for that much and for that long, oh. I don't know. He's only twenty. He's only twenty-two. I, right, I get that, but you know, I mean, he can shit the bed in three years. That's the gamble, though, man. You know, sometimes you got to take those yeah. those like homegrown guys and throw them a big ass contract. I mean, I absolutely agree. Thirty-one goals I, this year, sixty-three points. That's what it's the uh, so the Flyers did with Sean Couturier, and that ended up being probably one of the best contracts they've ever handed out, in my opinion. I talked to Josh about right, this right. the other day. Now, Todd, I'm I'm an Ottawa Senators fan, and we signed Tim Stutzla this past offseason to like an $8.3 million contract. The kid is 21 years old. He just had 39 goals and 90 points. And it's like, 
Yeah, dude, that contract is going to be an absolute no-brainer in two, two, three years for eight million dollars. Get a first-line center like that's going to be crazy. And you so, like, he was similar stats with that right now, but he's taking seven. So I think you're looking all I right. Think, I think that looks good there, and like I think that you know Brodine, uh, he, he, you're going to get you're going a six million dollar defenseman to come play top two minutes makes sense. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he got his deal on Boldy. To be honest, with the stats he put up this year, um, mm-hmm. just look, look at well, I mean, he he like he blew up when Kaprizov went down. Like that 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 line that Boldy was on was just fantastic. Like I, that's what carried them through, you know, this last half of the season for the most part. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's a good player. I I wouldn't be concerned about his contract. I'd be concerned well, about no, but 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 I'm I'm also a realist. I mean, I grew up I grew up a Red Sox fan, and, and you know, what if he's uh, Tony Canigliaro? <laughs> Takes a puck to the face, and then he comes back, and he's never the same. That's entirely I mean, possible, but I don't think you can think of it that way. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah you, read. Yeah, not just that. Like you gotta like take it, take it. In step, right? Like, yeah, we're looking at the future. Well, anything right. could happen. Like, I could get right. my car tomorrow. Anything's possible. But I guess, like, for what sure. it's worth in the moment, like, yeah, yeah, we're we're kind of projecting, right? So if he were to stay yeah. alive and healthy, <laughs> particularly, um, right? I, I think I think that'd be like pretty good. And like, dude, I love Marcus Foligno, <laughs> and I like that deal for three million dollars. I think Gustav Nyquist, you can resign him for around like the same amount. That'd be really good. Ryan Reeves, I think, is retiring. Uh, you probably move on from Marcus Johansson. What are your thoughts on him? Well, I mean, he's he's back. He, you know, they picked him up at the trade deadline, and he's back for the second time, and he's done great. But I don't know. I mean, would he still continue to do good? With a new contract, would they be able to afford him? I, I, you know, I don't know that. But for a million dollars, I think he's fine. He put up forty six points last year. Just yeah, that's pretty good. Like, like bang for your buck, dude. I've always liked him as a player. He's always lightning, right? He's speedster. Um, Is that the same uh, Marcus Johansson from Washington? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. There's so many guys with the same name nowadays that I don't know who the hell is who. There's there two like, Elias Pettersons in the NHL right now. It's there's crazy. Two, there's two, two Sebastian Ajos, for Christ's sake. Yeah. That, seem, that name seems like it should be one in a million. Yeah, you'd think it was a pretty rare name, but apparently it's not. All right, so all right, we'll, we'll start to wind down the, the wild conversation. My last question for him is is basically like, so Philip Gustafson Gossip, Philip seems to be, you know, the guy of the future, but you, so, you have Flurry mm-hmm. for the next – you know, year you have all of next year at three and a half million. What is mm-hmm. is he, what's he worth to the locker room? Do you think he retires as like? Do you think he retires after next year, or I don't know? Do, does he? If you guys aren't in a playoff picture, do you think he gets moved? Mm. I think Flurry gets dealt. He has a pretty decent deal. Yeah. He has a decent price on him. Um, and somebody that wants to have a safe backup goaltender, maybe Tampa Bay if they can find some money because Brian Elliott's not going to be there next year. And 
Vasilevsky hasn't been playing very well this year either. So they might need to have somebody that they can have some confidence in behind Vassy, you know? Wow, that is an intriguing proposition, Tampa Bay. That would be very interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd honestly, I'd honestly be surprised to see them deal him. But I mean, last year, last year they started him in the playoffs every game, and they got, uh, yeah, in a four to one, they went down, and this year they started him. Huh? Florida was a great offensive threat last year, though. Uh, right, but, but 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 you put you, you put a guy like yeah. put a guy like Flurry in, and that's like putting a you know a guy like I don't know Osgood in from the I mean that's I think Osgood was a better goalie than Flurry is, but it's I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. know. Osgood was a dub guy, and I still don't think that. Yeah, and that's that's saying something. This this dude would would bang any dub guy that's ever stepped foot in an AHL locker room, and so he might even have a couple of them. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still, I'm still, no way to know. I'm still not sure of his relationship with Carey Price. To be honest with you, there might be more to it than he's leading on. Not really much. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I'm not he's way judging. Too cool for me, man. That's just what it is. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> right. But you know what I'm saying? Like you put a guy like Flurry in and you expect like you expect him to stand on his head almost every night that you put him in. And I I just I haven't been impressed with him, but I know he's older now. So yeah, he's, he's not the same uh bright eyed yeah, uh giant toothed kid he was back in two thousand five. Yeah, I think he's grinding his teeth at night. He should Dude, get him out his teeth are huge. <laughs> Holy shit. All Minnesota just almost buried one. Oh my god, Audie, they're so good. Oh, I mean, man. I'm I'm looking at the stats right now. Like 908 save percentage through 45 games started. That's that's not bad. That's not a two, bad that's not a two, bad save percentage. Two shutouts. That would you would you would kind of hope for a couple more there, two eight five goals against average, but I mean he's giving your team a win a chance to win though. That's a borderline Flyers Hall like, of Famer. You have to, <laughs> you, have to expect, you have to expect that your team can put in three right. So yeah, if, that yeah. If you yeah. allow two to three goals, like you're giving your chance a team a chance to win, and a nine oh eight isn't a bad save percentage. It's not. It's not quite nine thirty one like Mr. Gustafson is, as I'm looking at it. But yeah, like I think maybe Flurry plays like that back that backup role, mentor the kid type situation. Might see another well, like. I mean, remember the, Nicholas they... Backstrom? Did he was a monster? I do. Oh yeah. There's another guy with the same name as somebody else. Yeah, it's true. If I recall, Nicholas Baxter was an undrafted free agent and just kind of like ended up being like phenomenal. He was pretty solid, man. That's like right in my wheelhouse. That era, like uh, Miko Koivu, great player. Well, yeah, he was <laughs> captain a little yeah. while. Marion Gabarik. Also captain, wasn't he? Uh, Good yeah, old uh, Gabby. Brent Burns. Devin Setter. Brent Burns. I'll never forget. I heard a story that during the draft, when Brent Burns got traded from Minnesota to San Jose, that he was like playing Call of Duty, and his wife like 
had to wait to tell him because he like wouldn't be he wouldn't like finish playing the game or something. Something like, <laughs> something like that. Burns still lives in Houston in the off season. <clears throat> Is he due Probably. to retire? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. I, don't, I think he's going to be like Jumbo. I, I think he's just going to play until he can. Saying that just because they have both have giant beards. I think they just take after each other. They're like best friends in San Jose, and I think he's just going to ride the wave as long as he can. Can you blame him? No, I, I dude, I, if I was a pro, I would play as long as I could. People, the, you know, the, thing, the thing that pisses me off in a conversation that I have with a lot of people, especially when it comes to like, like Hall of Fame statistics and this usually occurs in baseball, but people are like, oh, you just played for a long time. Like, you know how fucking hard that is? And Brent Burns also has two years after <laughs> like, the season on his contract. So, like, do you know what I'm saying? Though, like, people act like just playing for a long time is like, oh, once you're in the league, like, you play as long as you want. No, dude, like, just because you play for a long time, that means you're in the top, like, fraction of a percent of humans that do what you do. So, yeah, like, the absolutely. Fact that, to be good, I like, say, yeah. I, in- my only argument was the Tom Brady one, where it's like, dude, after that Super Bowl, you should have called it. You should, you oh, had yeah. proved to every, you had proved everything to everybody that you could have ever possibly proven. You're the greatest of all time. Everybody, like nobody, can argue this. No, he and, just wanted to get away from Giselle. That's all. That's the only like, reason. and like that's the <laughs> thing, dude. Like you lost your family and stuff because you couldn't give it up. Like, I think that, I think that was, I think that was by design, though. I think I that know, was, dude. 100%. I think he wanted, he he wanted to lose his wife. He said, I'm going to come back anyways. Yeah, five like two, five days in the house with her, and he's like, Jesus Christ. Is this what it's going to be? <laughs> Give me a I really married this bitch? Yeah. I need to play catch with somebody. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It's like, call up A.J. Brown. I get, not A.J. Brown. What the hell is his name? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah. So he's rather hanging out with him. Antonio he, Brown flashing his dong. Dude, you know what's you know what's crazy? I just want to. I just have one statement about Antonio Brown. You guys can educate me because you're probably more into football than I am. But like, Antonio Brown was like the best receiver in football and was quiet, and then like all of a sudden like went nuts, and then like his career kind of just like ended. <laughs> Is that like basically his story in a nutshell? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Wait. He wanted to wear some helmet. The league said he can't wear anymore, and. That started it essentially. I uh, I can summarize it. Yeah, I can summarize it in three letters. It's CTE. Yeah, dude. Okay, that's what basically what I was about to say. I was like, it sounds like he literally has been hit too many times. He went off the deep end a little bit. Um, but yeah, like you said, great player. One of the one at one time the best receiver in the league, and uh, now he's flashing his dong in public hotel pools. Um, (laughs) did you see that? video that actually happened yeah, i didn't see the video i heard about it i remember hearing about it yeah so i watched we... i watched the video 20 to 30 times so do we talk about the colorado seattle series have any of you guys been able to watch that because i'm usually falling asleep i have not um but we could talk I, about I put it on when i'm going to bed yeah okay. <laughs> exactly i'm usually asleep because work's been crazy although i did i was i was playing video games with a guy who's in the denver area and he's been watching the games. I was asking him about how the series is going. His general gist was they the team didn't have their legs through the first two periods of game one. And since then, they've been kind of all systems go. So given that they lost game one and they've now won two in a row, so I, get, I give that, that logic some credence. Yeah, I mean – 
Seattle got all hyped up and I saw was it Tanev like was giving the Denver fans some 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 guff, I guess is the phrase. I like that though, man. No, it's fun. It gets the fans involved, but I mean then you go and lose the game. So how does yeah. how, how do one you of feel? uh as long as I don't go John Rocker style. Oh well that's that's a little different, you know. Millberry style, take his own shoe off and beat him with it. I don't I think I think like, that would that be like that would riot. be that would be looked upon more favorably than if he went John Rocker style in twenty twenty three, I think. <laughs> People would rather see oh, someone yeah. get physically abused than go on a racial tirade like John Rocker did. All right. So I have advan- I have Colorado advancing. I don't what do you guys have? Yeah, I had Colorado I think, in the cup, yeah. bro. We you remember this? Okay. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure I agreed. I think I had a repeat of last year. Okay. I just don't see rosters that compete with those two. This juncture, I've changed so. my East pick several times. I went for I think I went originally Rangers, then I went the Bruins, but and then yeah. I went the re- the rematch of last year's. But I, I'm staying strong with the Avalanche in the cup. All right, that's fine. All right, moving over to the East since you mentioned me- mentioned it. Um, you don't want to round up the rest of the West, bro? No, we're going to go back and forth. Oh, okay, okay. People, we're going to keep people involved here. We're God go damn, we're just all over the country right now. We're going to go Boston over uh, Florida. I mean, oh yeah, I think yeah. That's, a, that's a fun series to watch, to be honest. Um, like, Kachuk is giving, the, giving them the business. I was just about uh, to say, Matthew Kachuk is entertainment. He but, is entertainment. But Boston's just better. Coyle's still with Boston, isn't he? Coyle, Charlie Coyle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is he? Yeah. I believe so. That, yeah. that name always makes me laugh for some reason. He was he was God, what, I loved him in Minnesota. I was about to say he was a high pick for them, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Like a first rounder. Yeah, he's twenty eighth yeah, overall. Was, he was one of the one of the ones that was dealt during the uh Fashion. the season that we don't talk about. That's like been you know, the last ten seasons like for true. me. So, oh god damn! <laughs> I say that. Oh, do you guys need time to grieve over Chuck Fletcher? You both uh, have experienced him. I think we can both just sum it up to the fact that Chuck Fletcher is like he's uh goddamn destroys anything he touches. He's a mush. Oh, quick, quick! He's I, a, he's I, I, he's I a, this real quick. Um, we didn't do the trivia question yet. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it real quick. Sorry, everybody. Um, who has the NHL record for most goals in a the game? There you is go. It Char- is it Charlie Coyle? Is that what sparked your memory? You never know. You never know. Come to find out later. Keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good answers. So yeah, back to you guys grieving over Chuck Fletcher. So what's right. the season you don't talk about? What what did Chuck Fletcher do? He was just on his way out. Oh my this, god! I, I'm gonna no, guess. No, Fletcher, Fletcher only lasted one season in Minnesota. He and did. I he thought was, he was there for years. Yeah. Was that? Was he nope. the one that gave Parise the the? Yep. yep. Oh shit! Never mind. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes, he was. That's exactly what I was gonna yeah. say. Is it the year of those dual monster contracts? Was that Parise yep. and Suter? And, then they, and yeah. they dealt. They dealt. So they dealt Coil. Um, they dealt. Um, uh, never forget it because I'd never. I like. I would never buy another fucking player jersey. Blingo's like I'll just buy a jersey, jersey, huh? Lingo just got hurt. So, oh no! Right. Um, yeah. um, but I bought a Nino Niederreiter jersey. Oh, <laughs> and three days, three days after it got to my house, he got traded. 
I was so pissed. Do you know where Nino 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 played uh, junior Wait, G- he was GM of the Wild for eight years and 11 months, it says. It looks do, you, do you know Chuck where Nino... Fletcher? Yeah. Do you know where Nino Nito Ryder uh, played a junior Unless hockey? I'm reading this completely wrong. I was say, I, I, no, I, no, no, I, not, not Chuck Fletcher. I'm sorry. That's uh, not who I was talking about. I was going to say, I remember Chuck Fletcher being in Minnesota for, for a decent amount of time. Yeah, that's what I thought. Who were you thinking of? Um, Mike Bill Yo. G- not Bill Garrett. Oh, Mike Yo was the coach. No, no, no. Paul Fenton. Paul Fenton. Uh, Paul Fenton. Yeah, he, he lasted yeah. a little over a year. Yeah. And then Bill Guerin's been there since. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Chuck Fletcher literally did damage for almost a decade. No, yeah. well, they I mean, ten years they had six playoff appearances, so they weren't he wasn't doing like his flyers shit over there. No, he wasn't. But, but they the... they had some solid talent. Like we mentioned a few guys earlier. They did draft pretty well. They had a good core with like Miko Koivu as your captain. He was a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. They, they drafted like guys like Brent Burns. Young, they kept them young, got them in the system. Peyton Stoner. Um, who yeah. Was what, when was Spurgeon drafted? Spurgeon was drafted yeah, during that. that. And then who who was that goalie? Was it Kudobin that you guys had for a while too? Backstrom. Kemper. Oh, Darcy. Kemper. Yeah. Darcy. We get a little. You gotta have another Darcy, man. I love that as a as a dude's name in hockey. Yeah. Only problem was, man. I mean, you know, Kemper was there through with Dubnik, and Duby just didn't. I don't know. Didn't care. <laughs> I, say, I never thought and that dude would be good, man. Like, he's he was Dubnik like or Kemper Dubnik, because he was kind of oh, shit man. in Edmonton, right? And then he had like that was after it was, was after right. Dubnik like and Edmonton uh, was after Minnesota. Yeah, they, had, they had Kudobin too. They drafted Kudobin. Oh boy, what a hot dude! Bit. I've gone through because I live in Philadelphia, right? So a lot of people that I know are Flyers fans. And when Chuck Fletcher started wheeling and dealing, as Chuck Fletcher has done as of late, I literally went through every single trade he's ever made, and I think there were two that long term benefited the organization, and none of them were. None of them, none of the rest of them were any good. Any What's good. crazy? What's crazy is that he's going to get another job somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would guarantee, I would bet money on it. All right. Italy, Arizona. Moving on. Arizona. Moving on to the Boston Florida series. That series is three to one Boston. Let's just finish this one up real quick. Kachuk's fun to watch. Boston's better. They're advancing. That's my thought. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Boston, Boston's too good to not go to the next round, regardless of who they were playing, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Then we can talk about the Minnesota um Dallas series. Minnesota has a series lead at the moment, um, two to one. But they're losing the game, so it could get even. Out. Stars have a two to one lead in the game. That's that's that, that's wild. Four minutes left. Uh-huh. So I see Dallas advancing. Um sorry, sorry, Todd. Um, oh no, I, I, I don't, I, it's Minnesota. I never expect them to go out of the first round. They're not just like the Vikings. Take it. They're not, they're not Toronto. You're fine. I just say, looking at the box, I'm not watching the game. The box score, Minnesota's out shooting the Dallas by 
seven right now. So it looks like Minnesota's, I yeah. think, has a shot of like evening this up if they keep up the pace. Dude, I was watching yeah. the Bruins Panthers well, game at my dad's, and literally it was uh, the shots were like two to one Florida, really but bad. Boston was winning four to two at that moment. And it, it sometimes you just don't win, don't get the bounces, dude. Yeah, I mean, sometimes goalies just stand on their head. Allmark is playing outrageous. Bob's is playing pretty well too. I, I I think the final of that game ended up being pretty bad, so I, I don't know what happened to the rest of it. But sometimes death is was, better. It was six to two yeah. final, so it wasn't yeah. the best. Um, so I have Dallas. Yeah, I, but what do you have going on, you guys, for the Dallas Minnesota series? Who do you have moving event moving up? Todd, why don't you go first? I mean, as a fan, I say Minnesota, but Dallas just scored Uh-oh, again, boy. so it's three to one now. But oh, I expected to pull the goalie. I was sagging too. Um, mm-hmm. yes, I have Dallas moving on. I mean, I just think they're yeah. a, a better team. They're just more equipped to win. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I hate to agree because I'd like to see some new blood in there, and Dallas has been, you know, sort of in the mix, and I I. I still haven't gotten over Brett Hull's illegal goal in 1999. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> got a question though. Pavelski, when do we know when Pavelski's supposed to come back? Did you guys see that hit that he took? I did yeah, not. I, did. I will say that hit was clean though. Is that the Dumba hit? Yes. Yeah. I just say it was suspect because Matt Dumba's not an aggressive. You know, he's not a hitter. <laughs> He's like P.K. Subban. He'll throw, like, one huge hit a year. The, the old P.K. Subban <laughs> hit where he skates, like, 100 miles an hour backwards and throws his, he throws his upper back into somebody? That Just was, yeah. Backwards into Marchand and blows him up? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Rico, did you who are you picking on this one? Um, Like... I'm impressed with what Minnesota's been able to do, like just by winning two games so far. I just don't see them getting out of it. Like it, Dallas has the firepower to run away with it, and Avanger can play pretty well, half decent to pretty well. I think I think it'll be okay. I think Dallas just needs Pavelski back if they do want to make a true run. Um, personally, um. And then moving on to Toronto, Tampa. I watched that game yesterday. That's why I lost my voice. A lot of Leafs fans at the uh, at the uh, watering hole I was at yesterday. At Enjoying the Corgi some... race. No, I, I, that was Corgi races were earlier in the day. Um, what the hell was that? Can you can you touch on that a little bit? You can't send me a picture of dogs racing and have me not think you're a disgusting human. No, I definitely lost money. Um, so there's Corgi races at a. Ice house here in Houston. Uh, one of my neighbors has a. The hell's an ice house? It's like a little bar. It's just like a bathhouse. Nah, it's a bar. It's just a. Bar. Oh. Um, is trying to figure place. out if there's more or less hookers. Yeah, and it was uh, there's over a hundred corgis, and they would race four at a time, and the top two dogs advanced to the next round, and my neighbor's dog was in second place in the race and then stopped halfway and turned around and lost the race. But it was fun. It was just Corgi racing. Um, it was just funny to see Corgis run, you know? So it was a good time. I'm just I kidding. Just I like a good dog race. 
I'm just imagining Josh going back after the race. He like walks out some alley and it's just like an episode of Always Sunny. He walks into like opens some door. Frank Reynolds is sitting there. And it's just like a bunch of Oriental men, you know, gambling on the oh, oh gambling shit. on the cor- the cor- the corgis. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's the preferred nomenclature there. Oh geez. But uh, yeah, that's what they it was fun. on the show. So was, Oh well on the show, okay. I let the yeah. dog know that I wasn't mad at the dog for losing. I just let it know I was disappointed. Um and not mad. <laughs> And then you hit it over across the nose with a newspaper. I didn't even, I just pet the dog and I held the dog and I said, you had a good try. Maybe you, next year we'll train. You bashed it over the head with a stack of newspapers. Never would I do Screamed that. Screamed at it in German. Never would I do that. <laughs> yeah. Never would I do that. But then, uh, yeah, so then we went to the bar, watched the Jets Vegas game, and then, of course, the Toronto Bolts game. But let's talk about the Toronto Bolts series. Toronto's up 2-1. Vasilevsky hasn't played good. Um, they need Vasilevsky to, to step it up because they do not have another answer between the pipes. Brian Elliott's about 45 years old, and it's obvious they do not have confidence in him after Vasilevsky lets in six or seven goals and they didn't pull him one game. So um they they got to uh they gotta figure this out. Tampa, I, I want Tampa to win. I think Tampa can win. I think they are the better team in all reality. Um, they know how to win. Toronto, I feel like they're not risking it. And the referees, I, the bunting hit, I can see three games. I think McCabe had another questionable hit in front of the bench in the other game on Thursday, I think it was. And I think that could have been a suspension, but that's just me. Um, what are you guys gathering? Personally, I think Tampa is just on paper the most talented team within the cap era. But like, if, I think I've done this before, but if you go down this list, right, you have Victor Hedman, who's won the Norris Trophy. You have Nikita Kucherov, who's been league MVP. You have Steven Stamkos, who has won the Maurice Richard Trophy, I believe, multiple times. You have Andre Vasilevsky, who has been the best goaltender in the world for my opinion years. So, and they're all cap compliant. I mean, I guess like we can argue about the Tampa thing, but like for the most part, they have pretty friendly deals. I don't think any player in that team is making over $10 million. So it's hard to, it's hard to compete with that amount of hardware playing on one team at all those positions. You know what I mean? I just yeah, don't see a I just don't see a roster that, that can come close to that. I mean, let's put it this way, Stamkos isn't even making the most on that team. He's making eight and a half. And you have Braden Point making nine and a half and Kucherov making nine and a half and Vasilevsky making nine and a half. Right. So like, I mean, that's, it, a lot. that's a lot that are close to ten. Um but yeah, I mean they have a lot of one million, three dollar, three million dollar guys too. But but those guys have proven are proven winners that have multiple cup rings and the hardware to go with it. Like it, those guys on the open market, dude, are going for twelve. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's crazy what they're because they understand the cap era. Yeah, I so think, yeah, next 
They're all balling in, dude. And John Cooper is clearly the best coach in the NHL. I don't care what's happening in Boston this year. John, I would take John Cooper over any coach in the NHL any day of the week. Oh, did you? Uh, I want to bring this up. Did you see uh, what Sheldon Keefe said about John Cooper and the Tampa Bay Lightning? No. But Minnesota scored. Continue. Oh, wow. Look at that. So Sheldon Keefe came oh, out. Play. During that big Matthews Stamkos thing, or uh, you know, the Lightning came to the defense of who was it? Um, God, I can't. I'll I'll just read the quote. But um, so Sheldon Keith, I'll read it verbatim so that uh, there's no um, you know, whatever. He said, "God, this I hate God, you yeah, damn ads." Yeah, he hates God. All these ads just keep <laughs> popping up. It's so irritating. It's like well, I'm trying to. I'm trying you to. Just, it's not use your computer for other things. Uh, well, it's my right. computer. So, you know. <laughs> uh, so what happened was Morgan Riley hit Braden Point, and then all the uh, the 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 uh, lightning came to his defense. Right. So Sheldon Keith thought that. Uh, the, 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 God, I'm stuttering. Uh, 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 Steven Stamkos, that's his name. And um, the other guys were manipulating the the referees with some whatever. Um, and his quote directly was, the fight itself, that's a, that's a classic example of veteran championship team like Tampa Bay manipulating the officials and taking advantage of a situation, right? I mean, what? they know that we are. Ba- yeah. So th- this is I don't understand this. They know that we're basically already going on the power play because of the Kucherov situation. So it's a free for all. They can do whatever they want. And they just know that the way the games are get called, they're not going to get another penalty. I mean, you watch that sequence back and say that we shouldn't get a five on three. The officials literally holding Steven Stamkos with one arm and his other hand with no glove on punching Austin Matthews, not the linesman. The referee called the penalty was holding Steam Stamkos while this was happening. Credit to Tampa for recognizing that situation. It's a free pass to do what you want. Not only do they get out of it unscathed, but they take Matthews and O'Reilly with them to the box. Brilliant play by the Lightning there. So there's a couple things there. John Cooper responded basically being like, uh, all right, whatever, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> also part of hockey. Like, if you can I, – I wouldn't – I've wanted Stamkos in the box for fighting Matthews, like probably throw Corey Perry or, you know, Maroon in there instead, but you're getting Austin Matthews off the ice and you know, you have enough talent. Here's the thing I don't get. So, so the, the hit was Morgan Riley on Braden point and that was getting a penalty, right? Am I misunderstood? That was the goal line one. Yeah. So what the fuck's he talking about taking Austin Matthews off the ice? Was Matthews going to be on the PK? He could have probably. No, I, he was I don't not. think he is though. I don't. No, think he, he was not going to be on the PK. Um, but so what, I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, he, essentially, he's just known not to be a threat, right? Like, if he's in the box, you don't have to worry about matching up your line with him. Oh, sure, but like, oh, if they're going on the power play anyway, I don't know, man. It, it that it, I think if it was not a Toronto representative, I wouldn't care as much. But good God. What a bunch of losers in a loser city with loser I'm, fans. Ooh, I'm just surprised Dubis hasn't said anything about it. 
Dude, Dubis is about to get fired. What's he going to say? Like, He's up there in the press box with his calculator going over his, his advanced dude. statistics. He's looking at teams that are going to be needing a GM in the future. Him and, <laughs> him and Fletch might get a job together. They're going to start, yeah, dude, a, they start, gonna start a, a consulting firm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, Toronto, they're, 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 they're so fucked financially that it's not even fair. We've gone let's, over this multiple let's talk times. About the postseason, though, let's just talk about the postseason. Like, uh, they're a good team. They just, I just don't think they have the grit to get past Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay knows how to win. They just, Vasilevsky's kind of let him down, and I think he's going to come out with a vengeance. I, I just don't like, think, even, like, even if you get past Tampa Bay, you're still going to have to deal with the Carolina. You're still going to have to deal Boston. with. You're still going to have to deal with the Boston or even a New York Rangers, dude. Like Boston next round for them or or Florida. I'm just talking about at some point in the process, like like throughout the next three rounds or the next two rounds, if they were to progress, right? Like all these teams have won rounds in the playoffs before. And that you cannot underestimate that experience. And like, yeah, like Toronto will be coming off their first. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just not enough. It's just not enough right now. And that's why I said the financial part is because they don't have the clock left for it to be this this to be this point in the process. This needed to be two years ago. They needed to have done damage last year, and this should have been the run. Like, yeah, and I mean they yeah. have a good team. Like they have some good parts, and when they blow that up. Some teams, some other teams are going to benefit very well from this, I think. Just I saying. think this conversation has been had several times just with different names over the last 60 years. Yeah. Yeah. Since 67, their last cup run. Yeah. No. Did you? Oh, here's another good trivia question for you, Josh, for episode 6,000 of this podcast. What was the first fight in NHL history between two 60 goal scoring players? Was it Stamkos and Matthews? It sure was, Daddy. <laughs> it wasn't again on LeCavier in 04. I don't think either of them scored 60, did they? Not 60. Probably not because yeah. the had way bigger gear. Um, All right, but moving on back to the West, let's talk about the Jets and the Knights. Oof. Have you guys been watching that series? Uh, highlights, yeah. Oh, the highlights aren't doing you justice, man. Like, uh, that is that is the series that I've been like in tune with. Like, I pulling for the Jets, not because I just threw money on them, but like they actually look good in the playoffs. Hellia Buck hasn't played well, but he did in game one. The last two games, not too good. Um, it's a physical, fast paced. Like that is that is playoff hockey. Like that is. Some of well, the best hockey. I've that's seen. how the Jets are built, though, right? So I mean, it makes sense. They're like a big physical squad, they right? Got speed too. I mean, they got some speed. They got some skill. They just need Hellebuck to, to bail them out. I mean, Brassois has been playing great for Vegas, um, and that's not even the guy they want starting. So that should tell you something. Um, but I, I don't think Vegas looks that amazing. Um, they did outshoot the Jets like two to one, over two to one last game but uh the Jets just they have they have a good system I think and they just had a meltdown last game but 
I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. They're going to come back. They're going to get three games straight, close the series out. At least you're hoping. Who is their coach? Oh, what's his name? It's not the... Is it Paul coach. Maurice? No, he's on Florida now. Uh, yep. Is it uh Paul Maurice? Uh, <laughs> it's bonus. It's Rick yeah, bonus. I was about to say, is it Rick Bonus? Yeah. yeah it's Rick Radic Bonk? Nah. Who is it? Rick Bonus. B-O-W-N-E-S-S. Oh, Bonus. Yep. That reminds me of that. So, WWE SmackDown, whatever that video game was for PlayStation 2 back in like 2006, uh, I created a fake wrestler named Bonez the Milkman. Those are those. I don't know. Rick Bonus just reminded me of Bonez the Milkman. Which I think we actually have to cover this. So, Todd. Matt tells yeah. us that you met over uh, a video game, a wrestling video game that he described as not Candy great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's WWE Candy Crush is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's what I wanted to say. It's absolutely Josh was or someone said like, oh, it doesn't sound like it's a bullshit game. Like, no, it's a complete bullshit game. 100 <laughs> percent. OK, it's uh, literally it's literally. It could have nothing to do with wrestling. It's Candy Crush. It's like gem breaking game. I don't <laughs> understand the tie to wrestling yet. I'm oh, so how do you meet a guy playing that? Oh, uh, we're in a faction, bro. Okay. Yeah. There's factions for for making for Tetris? Like it's uh, Candy Crush. A, I never played Candy Crush, so I don't know. I'm confused. All right. I mean, That's if you guys want to see it, I'll if you want to join our faction, I mean you don't have to beg. No, that I'm sounds sounds like you got room. I don't I'm know good. if I'm qualified. We actually uh, don't. Yeah. We don't have room. We're actually like top twenty faction in the game. I think, right? I believe you. I believe you. Are you guys just beating the shit out of all these ten year olds of this fucking game, or what? No, I would. I would. I would much bet that the guys that are playing well, this game are our, our demographic. <laughs> probably, I'll say Matt's not beating anybody. So yeah, I suck. I'm, right. the, I'm the I'm the butt of all. the the jokes in our team. All right. <laughs> okay, man. Find your like, find uh, your locker room, bro. I support you. I'm with you. All right. Going back to <laughs> hockey though. So I have the Jets leaving this round with the win. Um, what do you guys have? Uh yeah. I, I just don't think that Vegas has the goaltending right now. Well, I think they have it in general, but I don't think that it's healthy. I think that's gonna that, that, that's gonna limit them. I don't think Brasso is a guy, but Matt, what do you have? You watched any of it? I have not, but I'm gonna guess that the Jets are not gonna win. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. All right, Todd. What do you have? You watched the series at all, Todd? What do you have? I, I mean, I've I've watched a little bit. Um, mostly highlights, stuff like that. Um, I don't I don't know if uh. I don't know if the Jets can pull it off. Well, I, I mean, really don't. I, I mean, one seed, so I mean, that's pretty impressive, right? I mean, I would love to see them advance only because Nino's there, but <laughs> yeah, I I, will. I I don't think that they do. Okay, I mean, you you're entitled to your opinion. It may be wrong, but you're entitled to it. Oh goodness! <laughs> oh, oh goodness gracious! <laughs> 
your guys's faction is of all the dramatic things up on me now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Just because I don't play your game, you guys are ganging up on me. It's a screw job. <laughs> so let's talk about the Carolina Islander series. Carolina's up three one uh, against the Isles. Um, I like Carolina clearly. Um, I I have them winning the cup actually this year. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think top line. I don't think there's much a debate in this particular series. Carolina is a better team. Um, <clears throat> the Islanders. I'm not yeah, even Islanders. quite sure how they made it. To be honest right. with you. I mean, they're wild card one, but yeah, they made it out of the Met, which is the, one of the toughest. It it is the toughest division, I'd say. But um, Carolina's also missing their top three forwards, so that's I think impressive that they're kind of running away with this series. So I'm advancing Carolina, of course. You guys? I totally think that Carolina's just got this. I don't I'm not exactly sure what got like if you look at the Islanders, right? Their their team four years ago would have been a playoff team, no doubt, but all these players are significantly older, right? So I I I I see a rebuild happening. I think that's why they got Bo Horvat. Um, I think they're going to try and reload. I think they're going to try to reload around him and and Bartzel. I think we're going to see a lot of movement in the off season happening around them. Yeah, I think Matt Martin's gone. Um, even though he's, I like watching him in New York where he started his career and his chirps, and I just like watching Matt Martin play. Also, but yeah, I think Carolina's. Running away. I mean, I'm just I'm looking at this. Like, is JG Pagia worth five million dollars to them? Is Kyle Palmieri worth five million dollars? Is Josh Bailey worth five million dollars? I don't know. These are things that they're going to have to answer. So, I I just don't see them having the team that's going to compete with Carolina over seven. No, yeah. Not a Rod Brindamore led team like that, at least. Yeah. It would make me sad to see Josh Bailey go somewhere else because he's sort of been that. He's been there for a goddamn long time. He was first round draft pick in like 2008. Yeah, 2008. Ninth yeah. overall. Yeah, I agree. He's been there a long. He was long. Let's be this way. He was drafted the year before they got to Vares, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Wow. All right. Going, going back to the West. Kings are leading the Oilers two to one in the series. Um, Can we talk? I okay. Let me bring this up. I hate Edmonton. Like two, of, two sorry. of my favorite, two of my favorite things in hockey are the fact that Toronto and Edmonton perennially, at least Edmonton very recently, but Toronto most of the time, loudmouth fans, shit product of hockey. Even when they're good, it's a shit product. And I know Connor McDavid and Leon. What? You think Kings fans are better? They don't. LA fans are LA yes. fans. I'm used to that. Oh, they fucking suck. Yeah, they they show up in the middle of the first period. They leave in the second period. It's all about being seen. Get their uh, photos, get their grand photos and then get out. Yeah, you know, they pretend L- to know what they're talking about when they're talking about the team. LA fans aren't worth the breath, to be honest with you. But the Edmonton and Toronto fans, part of it's the stigma of. Like you're Canadian, so oh, we create we created the sport, eh? I know more than you're talking about, eh? Like, yeah, you haven't seen a parade, Edmonton. You haven't seen a parade since 1987. 
Is that the last time they won? I think it was. It might have been '88, but I think it, it was, was eight. I think it was '87 against the Flyers was the last time they won, and Ron Hextall won the Conn Smythe. In Toronto night. Most of the fans that saw that Cup parade that remember it are dead. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like you guys grow up. I hate to use such foul language. What? I'm supposed to be dead soon. You know, but I was right before me. Yeah. <laughs> but but Matt, realize that you're saying this as an Eagles fan. Hey, listen to me. <laughs> all right. Listen, listen, listen. Between the Eagles and the Cowboys, I don't know oh, which, oh, which don't fan base shit talks the most. Mm, probably the cow- the Cowboys. Right. That's it's tough. We're, well, Ameri- the ca- we're America's the Cowboys. Team. There's just more of them because of the '90s. Like, yeah, we the boys. I guarantee you, every Cowboys fan likes the Yankees. Also, like that's just a it's a mandated thing. I think. No, don't tell anybody from New York that. How about oh, this? I, oh, How sure. about I've seen? I think I've seen the Eagles play in more Super Bowls than the Cowboys have uh, playoff wins in the last twenty years. That's probably true. But... So. That that allows me to talk the shit. Okay. Of the Kings Edmonton game <laughs> just started. Um, I, I like Edmonton though. Um Connor McDavid's great. I'm praying for the Kings. Um you can pray for the Kings all you want. And it's hard but, for me to root against the Kings because my old coach Jim Hiller is an assistant for the Kings right now. So it's hard uh, to so. Let me can I, finishing my thought was I hate Edmonton and Toronto, but that being said, that High sticking, not that. How the that hell? Was, that, how do you miss that high sticking goal? How do you in overtime? How do you miss that? And don't they review it? They did. They reviewed what the fuck like were they looking at? They Just, said inconclusive. What? Yeah. How is that inconclusive? The puck is just looking clearly, at it. It's ro- it's rotating at a certain speed. Then all of a sudden, at like, well, quote quote unquote, the peak of the trajectory. It stops spinning. It, and you it's see the guy's stick move. Yeah, it very clearly <laughs> hit the stick. And I, like I said, I hate Edmonton, so I don't care necessarily. And I don't know what Oscar Clefbaum was doing on that either, because he was like, "Oh, that was terrible." That was yeah, a terrible goal. He was like lost, but that that's insane to me. How people think? Oh, you can't really tell. You can't tell. You can absolutely tell. Yeah, no, it's it was plain as day. That's I, all. I, that's all I want to say. But that being said, if it gets oil fans just up in arms and screaming, uh, oh, okay, let's do it again. Well, let's be let's be real though about it too. There's a Canadian team isn't going to win the cup as long as Batman's the commissioner. I stand by. Uh, that. Yeah, dude. I think they better or better. Batman would literally love Ryan Reynolds to win a cup. Go Sens. Is he on the Kings now? Probably now. Ryan Reynolds is like... Oh, Senators, 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 Senators. I'm He's thinking of Wrexham. Season, I think. No. I, I think that would help because it's Ryan Reynolds and it's getting the whole world involved. And da, da, yeah, da, da, make, da, it, da. make an FX show about it, you fucking loser. Yeah. yeah, dude, I hope he does, dude. That'd be sick. That'd be Welcome to Ottawa. It's the sequel to Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Ottawa. I don't even care if they rip Welcome off their own Canada. shit. Canada. Yeah. No, dude, they're moving the rank of the Little Breton Flats. Get Rob McElhenney as a uh, minority owner. All right. I have, um, okay. I have oils beating the Kings like it should be. Matt, I'm guessing you got the Kings. Rico, what do you got? Mm, that's tough, dude. I, I think that the Kings probably 
better as a team. I think they, Oilers clearly have better players. And we'll see which one prevails. I think the Kings might ultimately pull that out, but it, Connor McDavid, if he d- really wanted to, could could dominate any series, in my opinion, at least in the West. So it, it's hard to say, but I think I'd probably have to lean towards the better player in this regard. I think Connor McDavid can win a series. I, I think Corpusalo, that acquisition they got at the deadline for the Kings um, was huge for them. I mean, $1.3 million cap hit, and he's your starting goalie. Like he, dude, he's Look at Cal Pedersen or Peterson's numbers. He's, I think they've been riding him. Have they? Corpusalo's been playing in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Peterson might just have great numbers throughout the amount of games he's played in. Because I was looking at both of their stats, and I was, was less impressed with Corpus Allos, But I might have been looking at a smaller sample size. Peterson only played 10 games this year, and he had an 8-6-8 save percentage. So, I don't know. What, what was I looking at then? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know what you're looking at. Um. Anyways, that being said, moving on. Well, we didn't. You keep skipping Todd, dude. Oh, you said he had to leave for a second. Oh, he did. I wasn't. Yeah, paying I, said, attention. I said. Yeah, I just had to mute for a second. Okay. Uh, I, I was my dogs out. I didn't know he came back. Todd, who do you got in the Kings Oil Series? <laughs> uh, I think the Kings are gonna. Kings have a better chance. I mean, they've come back. What two or the three games so far? I'm just gonna say I haven't been impressed with Drew Doughty. You actually had some pretty harsh words for Drew Doughty the other day. Why don't you say them on the air so that he can hear them? I honestly don't even remember what I said. I was probably... You said he was acting like a little bitch. He was. Oh, my God, he was. He got hit, and it took him, like, four minutes to get up on a clean hit. And, like, the guy that used to beak and chirp everybody all the time. Send that. Bro, the the dude is a warrior. He was drafted... He was drafted in, like, 2008. He's, like... A year older than us. You imagine us going out there, going doing stuff. I can't hey, do anything. I, I play hockey. I play hockey. Kid. I play hockey three times a week now, baby. I'm in the best shape of my life. God, you just got a strong jaw. That's I all get winded putting on skates. Blowing wind. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> I'm moving on to the Rangers Devil series, the series that Colin wants uh, to hear about, the series that I want to talk about, the series that. They're going to lose in the next round, whoever wins this one, so it doesn't matter. Um, we got the Canes, and we got the Rangers. Rangers are up 2-1 in the series. Or not the Canes, the Devils, my bad. I was going to say, yeah. We got the Devils, my bad. <laughs> Canes are going to win the next round, either one they play. Doesn't mean doesn't doesn't matter. Devils just had a major injury in the last game or two, right? I haven't gotten a chance to watch a lot of this. Didn't see, did they? I yes. could be wrong. I could be thinking of the, oh, the referee. Uh, the referee got hurt. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, so the the referee was in the pocket of the Devils, and uh, no, I don't know. I thought it was a player. No, a player fell and cut the referee's leg, and he had to leave the game. And there was only one referee until Wes McCauley could. Oh, uh, what a wuss! Yeah. Show that anytime somebody's like, "Oh, hockey players are warriors." Rich Peverly died on the bench and wanted to come back into the game. Be like, "Oh, well, this referee." He got a uh, like a paper cut on the inside of his thigh, and he's like, "Oh, my leg hurts." Yeah, but that's a ref, not a player. I mean, a guy literally took a skate to the face in Game One of the playoffs on the Jets, seventy-two stitches, and he was old out. Morgan Barron, eh? Yeah, and he was back out there playing the I game. Saw that wearing his birdie. 
Good for you know him. What? That's not nearly as cool as uh, remember Ian Laperriere took a puck off the face and lost like entire top row of teeth and came Matt, back. Do you remember being at that game? I sure do. Yeah, do you remember? I think that over the course of time, there was a $50 bet in place about that, him coming back into that second period or into that game. And he did. Right. Once he did. Yeah. All right. He was a, he, he was a warrior. And then he got to. I was against. His, do, you remember the, do you remember the team? Uh, was it the Sabres? It was the Sabres. Good memory. Yeah. Well, you know, I remember every game I've ever been to. Oh, it must be nice not to drink like that. Um, that's I was about to nice. say, how many how many Miami games do you remember? Uh, well, those were actually pretty hard to get into. I would have had to camp out at like starting at one o'clock in the afternoon to get into those games. They were all free, but there was always a line down the street because people would have to camp out literally as soon as the box office opened at one p.m. to get in for to to the games. I won tickets to. They were playing Notre Dame, and we had. Like we, my fraternity won tickets to sit behind the net, uh, and they got absolutely shit canned by Notre Dame that game. But it was fun. All right, they should give away tickets for a Notre Dame game. Notre Dame was goddamn good back then. I don't they know how they are, are now. They're still a bad are. program. Yeah, they're still not a bad program. I think, um, uh, I think their captain was was Anders Lee there. I believe so. Yeah, he was the he was on the team at that point. All right. Oh, are you talking hockey? Not yeah. We're, oh no, we're talking okay. hockey. Yeah, okay. my I was where you went to school, so they're a hockey school too. Yeah. Uh, but I I don't I haven't really watched a lot of the Rangers games to be honest. I watched I watched the highlights for most of the games, and one of my good buddies is a Devils fan too. Just like. He's the Devils fan. You forgot to say that. Yes, the Devils fan. The only Devils fan. Yeah, it looked like New York. Shout Rangers. out to Mike. But um, it looks like the like, Rangers own that the Rock when they go and play there, though. Well, that, that's a geographic thing. We can get into that. Um, but I like what New Jersey's been able to do, specifically in the last game. Last game showed a lot of grip. They yeah. uh, yeah, they kind of owned the overtime from what I saw. And uh, Dougie Hamilton was able to get done. It was also a strange game. I, it was tied 1-1 going into overtime, and then Dougie Hamilton scores short side. But both of the other goals in the game were also scored short side. I felt that was strange. Oh, I, I saw that. that. I, I was that. texting my buddy. And I was like, dude, I think that's the only playoff game I've ever seen where every goal scored was short side. Like, usually goalies have that on lockdown, especially goalies that are hot in the playoffs. Like, everyone in a short side goal. Yeah, it was, it was kind of oh. weird. And on the on the third goal, Igor literally, it, I was watching the replay. He gave the entire top right corner, gave him a, the whole top right corner. And it reminded me of, do you guys remember? Of getting a Bakov back in the day playing for the Sharks, where yeah. he would like shrink right up. He he'd shrink up in the net, right? And look it would look like it was it's the illusion of space. So but he had the reflexes to cover those areas. So he would he would shrink up and get real tight. And then like 
be able to cover the area with his reflexes when the guy decided to shoot where he was giving him <clears> space <throat> to shoot. It, it was it just looked like that's kind of like what was happening with the amount of space that he provided to that corner. Dougie Hamilton was looking at a, a, almost a quarter of the net. Trap. Yeah, the old trap. But I mean, I like the Rangers solely based on Igor Shosturkin. Um, he's a. I think player. I think the Devils will be dangerous. I think the Rangers win this series. Yeah, yeah you, I, I think the Rangers win. De- the I, Devils. I agree with that. I agree with that. I would say, as a Devils fan, are you upset if they lose this series? Obviously, you're upset from the loss, but do you view this season as a no. disappointment? No, this is I think I think I think they hard. proved that they're a year I think they're a year ahead of where they thought they would be. I think this is a start to something. Yep. That's that's essentially what I think. Todd, I mean, comment, comment, Todd, comment. I don't know. I I I yeah. I mean the Devils are gonna play hard through the rest of the series and maybe take it seven, but they're not gonna win it. Like uh but I'd love to see him lose just because Tarasenko went there instead of Minnesota. So. I believe you, you said. I'm glad he's out of St. Louis. Did you say your, your wife is a Devils fan? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. She's a Devils fan. She, uh, Brodeur. Uh, uh, a, uh Marty. Yeah, she was a big Marty fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She was a big Marty fan. Like she wears her, she she doesn't wear her jersey now because every time she wears it and watches the game, they lose. And I said, that's just the Devils; they just lose. Yes, except uh, for the '90s when they won all the time. Early 2000s with Try Scotty it. Gomez, former Tri City American. It's Scott yeah. Gomez was a tremendous player. Former Tri City American, tremendously yeah, those, horrendous. Those teams, those teams were just like uh, Scotty Gomez and Patrick Eliash and uh, Scott the Stevens, old, and, the old caveman Bobby Holik. You're not even naming yeah. Ilya. the best, the, be, the best player. Oh, not even them, but, but the best player not mentioned in that. In Scott Niedermeyer. Scott Niedermeyer. Yeah, right. I knew, I knew it. They did. <laughs> they had a lot of good teams. I mean, they had some some guys I really hated. I remember Patrick Eliash annihilated the Flyers, like always, except for that one time he had yeah. the breakaway and Brian Boucher did the old famous helmet falling off, falling on your back save. Brian Boucher, former Tri-City American. Brian Boucher, hell of a guy. Stand up, dude. Stand up, dude. Stand up style. That's right. Literally, stand up goalie. Last one of his kind. He was. He also has a modern-era record. His son, his son was a first-round draft pick by the Sens, so, you know, Sens legend. There you go. I will say, though, he has a modern-day record. Fun fact for everybody. I um, thought that was broken. I don't think it was. The shutout streak? Yeah, I don't think it was broken. Huh. No, I think it was, I think it was dude. Wasn't was it? it broken? Wasn't it broken by, like... I thought it was, like, um, by Ilya Brzgalov. No, no, no. It wasn't more recent than that, but wasn't it also a, another Coyotes goaltender? That's what made me thought. That's what made me think it was. Oh, shit. No, no, no. It was like last year or something. Yeah, it was like a year ago or two years uh, ago or something. It was for a team that had no business having a shutout streak that long. They had it on the TBS thing that said he has the record. So Oh, it was uh, Zach Fukali. Oh, no, that, that's the longest shutout streak to start a career. Sorry. Um, 
Oh boy, keep talking. I'll find. I'll find it. The modern era, but the Kings just scored. Um, so Darnell Nurse was on the ice too. Go figure. Oh, and it was his man. So another shocker. Um, anyways, so that's that. We have the series wrapped up. So I mean, yeah, I think the Rangers got this one. But next year, I think the Devils are a scary team. The Devils are a scary team. I agree. No, you're right. Brian Boucher still holds the modern era record. 330, 332 minutes and one second. Yep. That's but, but, okay, so this is what made me think of it. You know who second modern era is? Who? Ilya Brzgala. Oh, wow. On the Flyers, 249 minutes and 43 seconds. That's what I was thinking because I remember they kept talking about it. That's what it was. All right. Well, should I give the trivia answer to the record for most goals in a game? I guess so. Does anybody have a guess? Uh, like, no joke. I, I don't know the answer to this. Is it Frank Finnegan? No. Damn. Well, I, I expected it to be something crazy, but Gadrick. I know it's not right. No, no. Matt, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Nice try. No. Nick it, Foles has the NFL record for touchdowns in a game with seven, so I figured it might have been hockey, too. No, nice try. Though. He probably is the most touchdowns in NHL history. You're right. Yes. So the record is owned by Joe Malone, who scored seven times for the Quebec Bulldogs against the Sir Toronto St. Pat's. On he had to have had a nickname. You're leaving out. Like all the guys back then had had a nickname. Like oh, Smokey cool. Joe Malone. Yeah, literally. On January 31st, 1920. Uh, the, yeah, that's it. Fuck, shit, shit must have been crazy back in 1920. Can you imagine? It must be nice for the Toronto, like St. Pat's, Arenas, whatever they're called, and the Maple Leafs, the same organization, essentially. It just must be nice that like, they're in the record books for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up right now. I hate the concept of the original six. Because they're just the original six teams that survived the Great Depression. Like that doesn't mean that doesn't mean they're the original six. It's a and misnomer. also, yeah, the Rangers aren't. It was the Americans. It was right? the Brooklyn they, Americans they even included? The Ottawa Silver Seven. Like there's there's multiple teams that were that were more towards original than what we consider the original six. I'd say the Bruins for sure. Canadians for sure. Bruins, Canadians. Original doesn't always mean better either. But they act like it. Let me ask you this. Do you know the original uh, black and white sandwich cookie that was around in the United States? A what sandwich? Like black and white, like uh, like cookies and cream, like an Oreo. It, that's the hint. It wasn't Oreo. Do you know it was an Oreo before Oreo? What? The old Hydrox cookie, all right? Oreo came along, changed the recipe, and guess what? Everybody loves Oreos now. No one gives a shit about Hydrox. No idea what the fuck. Hey, I'm broke as fuck. I love Hydrox. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, you know I'm so lost on your point. Yeah, I'm so... My point is the expansion came along and no one gives a fuck about Toronto anymore. Well, no, a lot of people still give a fuck about Toronto, including yeah. the NHL. Well, not me, is my point. Okay. <laughs> I am a lot of people. <laughs> how yes. many how many voices do you have to listen to? Uh a lot. Oh, good answer. In the words of Whitney Houston, I'm every woman, all right? And it's all in me. Just don't forget your medication, please. 
I yeah. never do. If I if I don't take my meds, I get the brain zaps in the afternoon. It's not fun. <laughs> you never had the brain zaps? No. Oh, if you take like uh like antipsychotics and you go without them, your brain literally sends like an electrical pulse every uh every so often. It's fun. It's a good time. You should check it out. Yeah, 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 dude. Um, I'll pass, I'll pass on that. I one. think they just call that withdrawal, and yeah. I actually <laughs> suffer from the skull si- skull shivers. That's mine. I th- think that is probably the same thing, right? Yeah, probably. Todd, what's your ailment? You want to share? Um, I don't know. I smoke too much weed to know. It's a good oh, answer. Well. Sounds about right. Sounds I said right. ailment, not awesome thing. <laughs> but can we supplement it because I also smoke too much weed to know what his all right hey, guys we're a family <laughs> podcast good lord well I don't want to be pr- promoting the devil's lettuce on this podcast God put it here to be smoked that's right John Rasta. that's what uh anthrax is too God put it here to be smoked anthrax yeah sure you ever but work think... in a post office Whoa! All right, it was a band too, but I think we covered all of the po- all of the playoff picture, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. Uh, we don't have any emails, which is a big surprise. Um, and other than that, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to cover in the world of hockey or life? You know, it's just it's been a wonderful week. I agree. Um. <laughs> Apologize, we missed last week's episode. We had a it was a it was a rough time to be alive, um, yeah. for all of us. It's it's busy season for work for a lot of people, and we're sorry that you guys couldn't hear us talking. We were we were being audited, um, by the IRS due to so, the fact that uh, we have sponsors. That's right. Feet of Westchester was being audited. And they needed to see our uh, our paperwork and our toes. Mainly the toes. It it's actually kind of funny. We are the CEO of Feet of Westchester. Um, he did in historic fashion a Leonardo DiCaprio impression from Wolf of Wall Street, saying that he would he wouldn't step down. So we'll see how the sanctions go. And then he broke his hip. He ain't leaving. He ain't leaving. Exactly. Uh, do we explain this, Todd? We're sponsored by a foot fetish Instagram account. We're not really, but we are. No, nah, we are. <laughs> no, we don't. The, the Instagram account no longer wow. exists because it was on our podcast, essentially. Yeah. Are you serious? No. Uh, <laughs> oh. When we started the podcast, it existed, and then we talked about it on the podcast, and all of a sudden it got kicked off of Instagram. I, I, I literally don't think that one of those things has to do with the other. I think that itself got itself kicked off of Instagram. Okay. I think the timing is funny. A man can dream. That's right. And, and Tim Moran had a dream to one day show showcase the feet of our fine town. That dream was taken away in one fell swoop. Rest in pieces, Tim. And you know, well, at least instead of, instead of seeing a psychologist, we just started a podcast. You know, that's right. We did that. Wow. Yeah, and like the thing is, is we all like hockey. We figured that'd be more marketable than just talking about our friend Tim's feet. Pretty much, they're pretty sick feet, though. Yeah, <laughs> green shit. Kind of all right, I meant like cool sick. <laughs> let's 
we don't have to dilly dally. Um, I think that's all at we've least. got for this evening. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, okay, at least it was at least it wasn't Fafita Minaki. Good toe, missing toes. But anyways, uh, thanks for coming on, Todd. Happy to have you. Yeah, uh, thanks, Todd. And, yeah, uh, sorry I shit in bed. <laughs> you didn't shit the bed, dude. You did so as a fan on I'm, things that I'm not a fan of. I learned today. Yeah, I mean, I'm just hungover, so you know how that is. I like to get the insights across the country. Um, next week, we're going to have a uh, Houston Arrows fan on. Talk about the state of the team and where in the direction it's going at large. AKA non-existent. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, but, like I said, uh, we'll be back next week on Sunday with a further recap of the playoff picture, any happenings, uh, and exactly what 45-year-old the Flyers are eyeing up signing to a 16-year contract. 16. It's a good I one. Didn't mention, I didn't mention Justin Braun this episode. Oh, no. It might be... Uh... It might be uh, Joe Thornton. I, I saw he was on an Apple commercial during the playoffs, so he might be coming out of retirement. I would like that, to be honest with you. I always wanted them to sign Jumbo Joe. Yeah, which decade? At the Boston product or early San Jose? Or what, what? Uh, I want the whatever Fredericton Mon- Monarch Joe Thornton. You want the Toronto Maple Leaf Joe Thornton? I do, yep. No, I want the Florida Panther Joe Thornton. But they're all good, to be honest. Yeah. They're all good. But but, but, like I said, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks, guys.